96.5 KLH, Dave and Doreen, the morning KLH, along with Marcus Allen. The Green Bay Packers playoff chances actually improved over the bye week. I didn't say it was great. I just said it improved. <laughs> well, anything yes. improved is good, right? Up to 5% to make the playoffs. Let's welcome our Green and Gold insider, Jason Wildey. Jason, good morning. How you doing? Would you feel good if I said there was a 5% chance this segment was going to be interesting and entertaining? Though? No, no, I would not. No, Mm-mm. not okay. at all. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. No, yeah, I no. It's... I mean, there's a chance, not a good one, but, you know. So the way, I, the way I read it, though, the Giants and the Seahawks losing was good for Green Bay, and we need those teams to continue to lose. And the Packers need to continue to win, and then we'll see if it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest part of it is what you said at the end there. The Packers have to continue to win. I mean, they, you know, Rodgers has said many times that they have less margin for error this season than they've had in the past. Well, they've got no margin for error. I mean, it, put it in perspective this way. The Packers are in a three-way tie for the 10th best record in the NFC with four games to go. You know, that's, um, that is really almost unfathomable that the guy is the two-time reigning MVP and the team is tied for 10th in record. Yeah. Is that an indictment of the coaching staff, an indictment of the general manager? How, how is the reality of 5-8, and eight, how is that possible considering this team was 13-3 and three, three <laughs> years in a row? Yeah, I, I think it's a couple things. I think, one, it underscores the nature of football, right? That it really is a team game and that while quarterbacks for as long as there's been football have gotten more credit than they deserve and more blame than they deserve, you know, when you're playing with guys that you're unfamiliar with and it takes you a while to get on the same page, and let's be honest, they're still not completely on the same page. I know everyone's excited about what Christian Watson has done, and rightfully so, but his eight touchdowns, have come on 17 touches in the last four games. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's Randy Moss taking over games right. and getting the ball a ton, right? He's making huge plays. There's no debate about that. But is he at a point yet where he's, you know, doing the kinds of things that Devontae Adams would do and, and catch 11 balls in a game and really carry the offense and give Aaron Rodgers someone to throw to literally on every play, even when things aren't developing the way he wants? No, he's nowhere near that yet. And so you take that, you take Rodgers' injuries, you take Rodgers' missing throws that are just his fault for not making the proper throw. You take a defense that's nowhere near living up to the expectations that not only we had for it, but they had for it. You take that, put it all together, and you got a team that's 5-8 and eight and can certainly win their last four games. Um, the, there's no juggernauts left on the schedule. They've, they've, got, they've, they've got an opportunity, but they're a flawed football team. And, and every team in the league is flawed, but the Packers had had the ability to overcome that because they had a great quarterback. Their flaws have been much more obvious this year. All right, so what is the protocol on the bye week then? Because Aaron wasn't on his Pat McAfee show because he was on a flight somewhere, right? Can they just go vacation and do whatever? Are they supposed to stay and do football stuff? No, they're, they're off. The uh, most recent... Uh, collective bargaining agreement uh, you, um, you made it uniform for the bye week. It used to be that coaches were able to kind of use that as a carrot 
as motivation. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll give you an extra day off or two for the bye week if we win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's uniform. They're, they're basically, they come in on Monday after a Sunday game, and then they're good to go. Now the Packers actually get an extra day right. because they play on Monday night football. And so I, they're not there, or at least there's no availability. I don't know if they have to be back in town today or not. But, yeah, they can go wherever they want, Dorian. They can, I, I don't know where Rodgers went. I don't know what he did there. I probably don't want it, Alfred. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, if Goody and Coach LaFleur had begun the season saying that this is going to be a rebuild mode, would our perceptions of the season be different? No, I think I, – I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I think mine would have been, are you kidding me? You've got the mm-hmm. two-time defending NFL MVP. Uh, you chose to trade away Devontae Adams. Uh, and now you're telling us that this is going to be a rebuilding year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said when he came back, I don't want to be part of a rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're kind of trying to rebuild on the fly, and it hasn't gone particularly well. But look, I, you know, I live in Green Bay. Uh, they call themselves Title Town here. Um, they don't call it Five and Eight Town, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like they don't, they don't, they don't believe in rebuilds now. Those of us that are of a certain age and certainly remember when the lean years were happening and 8-8 eight and eight was the standard operating procedure, maybe we have a slightly different perspective. But after 30 years of winning, uh, with very few season exceptions, uh, I don't think you can spin this as, oh, we were rebuilding, we just didn't tell you. I think this is just, look, sometimes things don't go. Look at the Vikings, by the way. I, I've told you guys this before. I really thought the Vikings had a chance this year to be the 2019 Packers. And if you remember that Packers team in Matt LaFleur's first year, new head coach, new energy, new offensive system, but they also got every break imaginable that season. Like every time they were playing somebody, the, that team's best player somehow ended up being injured that week. They were so fortunate. They went 13-3. and three. And you look at the, the Vikings, and especially the way their defense has been the last four weeks, they're not that good of a football team. But they've won every single close game. They actually have a negative point differential for the season, even though they're 10-3. and three. Wow. But that's the, the slim difference between being 10-3 and three and being 5-8, and eight, is that there are just there's two, three, four plays in a game that make that difference, and the Packers have made very few of them this year. We're talking to Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. Let's go back to last Monday. Can you parse those comments that Brian Gutekunst made about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love? Can you kind of unpack that for us? What's your take on the way Goody is perceiving the next couple of years in the transition? Yeah, I, look, I think the most important thing he said, and as we, you know, he said that they've seen everything they need to see, to know what Jordan Love is. And he said that they want to, it's important to win these games, even if they don't make the playoffs. It's about their culture. So he basically implied that they're not going to sit Rodgers, as, certainly as long as they're still mathematically alive in the playoffs. But I thought the most significant thing was when he was asked if, he, if they want Rodgers to be the quarterback next year, if he's going to play. And you know, I even asked him, well, why would Aaron then make that comment about you know, mutual desire? Um, he said, we made a significant commitment to him with the contract, and we didn't do it for just one year. And to me, that said everything, because the structure of that contract is basically uh, 
either he plays for us or he retires and we designate that after June 1st so we don't blow an entire gigantic crater in our salary cap. Like, you know, they, I think they operated under, he's going to play 22 and 23. Okay. And so the 24 season, they can make a break with him and they can spread out the cap hit from there. But, you know, they committed to him. And what's, I think, interesting is that, and I had, you know, I wrote about it today. I know I mentioned it on a couple of our shows that I talked to Jordan Love last Friday, a week ago Friday. And, you know, he gave the same answer he has given when he's been asked about the future repeatedly that would you really be willing to sit and be a backup for a fourth season behind Rogers if he comes back next year? And his response is, I need to talk. We're gonna, my agent and I are going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron Rodgers in 2008 was ready to demand a trade if Favre didn't retire. And I would think that logic would tell you that Jordan Love, who played well in his limited opportunity this year, is not going to want to be a backup for a fourth season. So they're going to have to give him a reason to – Give him a reason to stay, like uh, Tracy Chapman once said. <laughs> she also did fast cars, too. But Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, when you talked about a crater through the the salary cap, if they have to pay both those guys next year, what does that do to the makeup of the team? So this is part of the problem with what the NFL does with uh, fifth-year options because it's confusing for a lot of people. So. The fifth-year option is for the 2024 season. So he's still under contract for next year at a reasonable sum. But they have to decide in May if they're going to give him his fifth-year option for the 2024 season, which is $20 million. Now, that could be the Tracy Chapman of this deal. Is you say, look, we're going to pick up your fifth-year option if you stay – we want you to know that you're our guy and we're going to pay you accordingly for the 2024 season. So this is it for Aaron one way or another. You can stay in a system where you're comfortable, where you've spent the last three years. So And, and look, Aaron's going to be 40 next year. You saw him have a thumb injury and broken ribs. There's no guarantee that next season he's not going to suffer an injury and you have to play and you'll get your opportunity. So there is a, a way to kind of give Jordan Love the feeling, well, hey, maybe it's better to stay than to try and go start somewhere else. But again, those are all things he's going to have to decide after the season. And the first thing is Aaron Rodgers has to, you know, make up his mind about his future, just like Brett Favre once had to. I personally do not believe that Aaron Rodgers would retire after a crummy season like this, but I've been wrong before. I'll say this, like, he is much like Rodgers was. It's funny how everything comes full circle. He has really handled this much like the way Aaron did, you know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. He, right. he really does seem like he has a, a really good mentality of how he's handling this. And he told me that he did not get any advice on it from Rogers. That's the one thing Rogers has not given him advice on. Mm-hmm. And he's really negotiated this time pretty well all on his own. Hmm. All right, Jason, thank you for the time and the insight. We'll talk to you later in the week. Give me one reason to stay here, <laughs> and I'll turn right back around. Sounds just like it. Just exactly. Like it. I thought Tracy Chapman yeah. was on the phone. I really did. All right. Take All right, care. Everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, and part of what we do here in the morning, KLH.